Hey guys, mm-hmm. we're back with another episode of Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. You're getting so good at saying that. Is it? I feel like I'm just speeding on through it. I mean, that was a fast one, but it was good. If you're someone who listens to your podcast on double time, that's going to sound crazy. <laughs> the other day, um, my roommate was listening to our podcast in the shower And I thought that Jordan was hanging out in our house. And I was like, oh, I should go say hi. It wasn't her. So that was fun. And then you also would have heard yourself. But because it was sped up, I didn't recognize my own voice. But I recognized Jordan's. So you just thought there were just three people hanging out in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) In my defense, I didn't know it was coming from the bathroom until I left my room to come say hi. Fair enough. Shout out to my roommate for being a fan and listening. Mm Mm-hmm. Not, and even when she didn't know you were listening in. Exactly. The true test. Yeah. So this week, there's no theme. We're back to just your old scheduled programming mm-hmm. of us taking one week to watch a whole season of a show. <laughs> yeah. Cramming it into like a couple days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, did you do it all in one day? Yeah, I did it all Saturday. Good work. It's nice when it's a half-hour episode instead of an hour episode. Yeah, we can get into that. But for our top threes, we're going to talk about how, A, we don't like the term guilty pleasures, but for you to understand what we're talking about, that's what we're going to start out by saying our top three are guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. The way I was thinking about it is it's like, not necessarily a show that you're you feel guilty that you love it, mm-hmm. but if you're on a first date, and they ask you what kind of shows you like, you wouldn't say these shows. Mm -hmm. Because they might be a little embarrassing. Well, I don't like thinking about being embarrassed by things that you like. I think that we need to just own it. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job at doing that since Mm -hmm. I've become like an actual adult. But maybe some people are... People are still embarrassed by things that they watch. I don't feel like you are either, though. No, I feel like I have certain things that... I don't, I talk about more often than other things. Yeah. Because, like, the shows I'm going to list, I don't ever really talk about. Yeah. But it's different than, like, me feeling embarrassed. I actually, it really bothers me when certain things have a stigma. And I think a lot of it is because usually that stigma is something to do with, oh, that's only something girls like. Like, mm-hmm. it's usually something to do with that it leans more feminine. Totally. Um, I went off on a lecture a year ago at work because someone was saying like oh like it's so embarrassing and I'm so tired of people saying how much they love pumpkin spice and it's like that's just a popular flavor yeah because it's good it doesn't mean that you're like a basic girl because you like pumpkin anyone can like pumpkin Mm -hmm. and so I just hate the stigma around stuff like that totally well my favorite um my favorite thing that's happened around this kind of conversation that we're having is someone asked Harry Styles about his fan base being predominantly teenage girls, which, I mean, not really true. I'm not a teenager. Mm-mm. But You're uh, a grown woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he was like, what's wrong with that? Like, the teenage women are, like, the our future generation and, like, will be our leaders and mothers and doctors. And it's the cutest quote ever, and it makes me cry. I'm going to tear up right now. It's really genuinely moving yeah he's a hero for our our coming generation he really is 
So anyway, these are shows we're not embarrassed to admit that we watch, but probably just don't talk about them as much because there is a weird stigma around them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything else you have to add about that? No, let's dive into it. Okay. I feel like I always make you go first, so I can go first. Okay. So my number three is The Bachelor franchise. Really good one. If I were still watching Bachelor right now, I would have put that. Well, that was what I was going to say is that I tried to choose ones that I've stuck with and I really have watched all the way through. But that's why The Bachelor is number three, because I haven't totally stuck with it or watched it all the way through. Especially more recently, I like didn't really watch all of Bachelor in Paradise. I didn't watch The Bachelor games. I didn't watch all of Ari's season, but I have been a true fan. Mm -hmm. You come back and you'll start the seasons. Yes. Yeah. And let me just say that I feel like one of the only celebrity encounters I've ever had is meeting Jeff Holm. Which I'm still so jealous. I loved his season so much with Emily. Yeah. And I've never met him. It's like a Utah experience I've never, ever had. Yeah, seriously. Well, it was in Target and it was before the (laughs) finale. Which Target was it? American Fork. The worst target on earth. Yes. And you had a good experience there. Yep. Wow. So I'll always love that. It'll always have a special place in my heart. Someone needs to <laughs> like it. And That's a locals <laughs> joke. Actually, it's not a joke. It's perfectly truthful. Yeah. It's a very terrifying, hectic, crazy target. Even with all the new stuff they've done, it makes it even more confusing. Yeah. You feel you walk in and you just immediately feel immediately feel lost. It's yeah. like a combo IKEA Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. dirtiness of a Walmart and the confusion of an IKEA. Yeah, that's a good way but to put it. But it's red. Yeah. Because it's Target technically. <laughs> but it's red. Anyway, back to <laughs> our previously scheduled programming. Um he was standing he was checking out right in front of me and my friends and the season was still going, so we didn't even know if no. he had won yet. Yeah. That's so, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And it and my friend Lindsay had ran into him a couple of weeks prior and I was so jealous. And then it was my time to shine and I literally was just like, Um, can we take a picture? <laughs> I didn't even say like Hi, are you Jeff? I was literally just like, oh, we need to take a picture. <laughs> He's I, used to that. Yeah. He was really nice. Um, I still had that, like, trademark haircut, oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I wish I would have paid more attention to what he bought. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Dang it. Yeah. Hopefully I've improved my celebrity skills just in case, because I don't want to be like that anymore. So aggressive. Yeah. And not, like, making it seem like you appreciate their work. Yeah, exactly. Well, my friend actually Well, his work is different than, like, an actor. You know what I mean? Like, at least... His work is, like, his body. Yeah, like, he's playing himself. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Well, have you seen the Chris... uh, I always pronounce her name wrong, but I love her so much. Kristen Dunst. Have you seen that um, short film she's in about taking selfies? It's, like, five minutes long. Okay. Where can you watch it? It's just on YouTube. Okay, cool. Um, my friend Steven made me watch it a couple of weeks ago, and I've been thinking about it a lot. And that it's basically like these two girls drive up and see her. They're like, can we take a picture with you? And they take a bunch of pictures, and she's just like, so do you want to like ask me any questions or anything? And they're like, mm. And then they just like drive away. <laughs> and that's basically what I did to Jeff Holm. So anyway. You would never do that to Kirsten Dunst. No. No, no, no. 
I would say. Actually, please, I have a lot of questions yeah. about, for her. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by her life. Please tell me about you and Jesse. Yeah. What was it about him that <laughs> what are your favorite things made you about feel Jessie? so romantic about him? I mean, I did choose him as a boyfriend of the week, so watch out. You can tell her that. That's a good conversation <laughs> starter, actually. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> you really insulted him the next week, though. I know. So I don't want her to listen. Skip that number episode, <laughs> Kirsten. If you're listening now, then you would have already maybe listened to it. Yeah. Hmm. This is good. I'm really good at conversation. <laughs> so anyway. The Bachelor. The Bachelor. That was my number three. That's a really good one. Because there is a stigma about The Bachelor for sure. Yeah, which is dumb because when guys watch The Bachelor, it's like, oh, we're cool. But when girls watch The Bachelor, the people are like, oh, you're basic. Oh, you just love love. Blah, blah, blah. You just love drama. Yeah. And even though I don't watch The Bachelor anymore, like I'm way out of the loop on mm-hmm. the last few seasons casts and everything, but it's really fun reality TV. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in the heart of it, I was obsessed with it. Totally. And I still follow a lot of them on Instagram. Yeah. I usually follow them for about four to six months and then it's all sugar bear hair, so I unfollow. The only ones I still follow now actually though are Shauna and Catherine. Oh, yeah, they're a good one to follow. They I'm don't have to... too many ads, and yeah. they're just really fun and, like, a normal and family, cutie babies and stuff. I would say that my favorite couple that's come out of The Bachelor are jo- is JoJo and um, that Jordan. Football guy. <laughs> that You're football looking guy. at the name. <laughs> you know, his brother's the football guy. Yeah, well, I could only think of Aaron, who's his brother, but... You know what's so funny is that my sister's name is Aaron. Wow. Very interesting. Are you guys... Football prodigies? Well, he does Jordan play football? Yeah, Typical, Aaron's the Aaron's like the good one that's good at stuff, and I'm just the <laughs> other one. Other one. <laughs> well, it's funny because actually Jordan is like a commentator on football on like ESPN or really? something. I don't really know. But it's wow. kind of like how you have him. a podcast. Well, look at that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. What's your number three? Okay. It's kind of hard because I don't really know how I would rank these. Mm-hmm. Like, do I do it by, like, the least likely I am to bring it up in, like, to people I've just met? Yeah. Who are not even meant talking about this show? How did you rank yours? My number one was, like, the most random one that no one would really ever know unless okay, you really cool. know me. Okay, that's how I'll do this. Okay. But even this one I don't think I've ever talked about to okay. you. Let's My see. number one. So number three... I'm going to say Glee. Good one. And not because I think it's like at all a bad show. I think there's a total stigma about Glee. Mm -hmm. And I even buy into that a little bit because I didn't finish Glee. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, it started taking weird turns plot wise. Yeah. Which is kind of par for the course when you're dealing with a Ryan Murphy show. He starts amazing shows and then can't really finish them. And you got older as you're watching this show too and you start watching other shows where you're like oh this is actually good tv and glee is not mm-hmm. and i would like i i bought a lot of the glee songs on itunes oh yeah um actually which i still argue are there do have a lot of good songs yeah they do but some of them are very like if kids bop had like broadway singers mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah. some of them are too I'm listening to a karaoke recording, mm-hmm. and some, I, I would argue, are still really good. I still uh, get goosebumps when I listen to the Adele mashup song. Yeah. I think that was one. so good. Yeah. 
I just think there is kind of a stigma because people like it's a very over the top show, very campy. I don't know. I don't even really know how to properly explain the stigma. I just know that there is one. And so yeah. I'm not just going to walk around being like, my favorite show is Glee, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I thought about Glee too. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number two is Heart of Dixie. I've never watched Heart of Dixie. It was a weird one that I'm still not even sure because it's unlike anything I've ever really loved before, but I really liked it. It was really good to me. And I don't know why, because none of it really appeals to me. (laughs) Like the South, country bumpkin, love, none of those (laughs) things are relatable. (laughs) But it had a really good cast and was really funny. And I just really liked it. And I liked the way it ended. That's good. It's kind of rare, actually. It is rare. When I got my dog Lemon last Mm -hmm. year, a lot of people asked if I had named it after a Heart of Dixie character. Lemon Breland. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never seen the show, so. I'll have to double check this and edit this out if it's not. But the person who plays Lemon on Heart of Dixie is, um, oh gosh. Jamie King. Yes. And she, and Taylor Swift is Jamie King's son's godmother yeah no that's true yeah it's true good job thank you <laughs> you gotta trust your intuition like your, or, the aura reader said <laughs> yeah we got our auras read and is it aura i always say aura but it's aura right i like aura okay then i'll stick with aura. but i think that it, it, people can get it out of context either yeah way you pronounce it right so sorry if we talk about it a lot because we're kind of obsessed mm-hmm. it's very intriguing yeah but yeah, I have a lot of intuition that I'm not using right now. Mm-hmm. But she also saw on both of our auras that we had um, new ideas. And she was like, are you working on a new project? And we were like, yeah. We are working we on a We have a podcast. Check it out. <laughs> and now she's our number one fan. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly. Yeah. She probably doesn't need us to tell her. She just knew. Oh, yeah. She knew. Okay. What was your number two? Okay. My number two is... Also a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. It is Millionaire Matchmaker. I think I've heard you talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's on Hulu. I don't remember how many months ago, but like within this last year, I just like was in the mood and I just binged like... In the mood for matchmaking. Mood for Millionaire Matchmaker. The three M's. And I... um, It's just really enjoyable. I love really good entertaining reality TV. Mm-hmm. And I, Patty Stanger is, I wouldn't say that she's like one of my favorite people, but I like the tough love she dishes out to these matchmakers that think they deserve like 19 year old little tiny hotties and they're like 50 or 60 and not attractive and just kind of skeezy. And she's like, no, like, no, 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 no. Here's who you should really be looking for. Someone with a brain, Mm -hmm. someone who already like has a career and has her own money so she's not just a gold digger like it's just really it's like oddly satisfying oh i like that i love it we need more of people like that to be training men that aren't millionaires 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 (laughs) (sighs) plus she was on um on a ferris's podcast Mm -hmm. and she was giving these single girls the this like really hard but accurate advice Mm -hmm. that and i was like you know i i like what she has to say did you take it to heart yeah i did because 
she was like, well, if you're not, basically it's like, if you're, if you're not, um, having dating success, like you got to switch it up and like put yourself out of your comfort zone. And I was like, that's probably true, but no, thank you. (laughs) I will take that and sit on it and then maybe (laughs) act on it later. I'll feel guilty about it for a while for not taking your advice, Mm -hmm. but I have quoted her in different dating conversations with other people (laughs) who need advice. (laughs) And make them take the advice. And I'll say, listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, I really like Millionaire Matchmaker. I like that answer. Okay, my number one. For a really long time, I was a very large TLC fanatic. And so my number one is Little People, Big World. I forgot about your obsession with this show. Yeah. It... It was a very large obsession. Like, I would record the episodes, watch the episodes... I follow all of the roll-offs on Instagram. You still do? You know, I kind of have unfollowed a few of them because, like, Jeremy and his wife are leaving, left the show. And I actually, I don't watch the show anymore. Are they still making new episodes? Yes. Whoa. But a lot of the family members have opted out of it. And it's drama. So who are they following? Um, they still follow the parents and... Did they um, get divorced? Yeah. Okay. Amy's the best one to follow on Instagram, really, because... And Which one Amy's is she? The I don't, I'm not on a first Sorry. name basis with the Roloffs. <laughs> Are I you first? For- I know their last name, though. <laughs> I forget that people don't know like I do. <laughs> so Amy's the mom. <laughs> Amy's the mom. And she's your fave. She's my fave. Okay. Especially during this season, because they have a big farm and they have a giant... Um, pumpkin patch that I want to go to so bad. And every October, I'm like, can I drive up to Oregon right now and go? Mm, it's not that far away, really. So that's on my bucket list. <laughs> um, but Amy wears like a different Halloween costume almost every day wow. during the pumpkin patch season. That's amazing. I've tweeted about it before, too. <laughs> I don't remember that. I'll have to show you. So anyway, I love the Roloff family. Probably one of my favorite parts of their show was when they redid their whole kitchen to be more, uh, make more sense for little people. And also all of the little people conventions that they would attend were always my favorite episodes. So little weird quirk about me. (laughs) It's not that weird though, because it's like a popular show. Yeah. Everyone's heard about it. Like, it's still on TV, so, like, clearly people are watching. Yeah. It just might be a little shocking that I'm not one of them because I'm not still watching, but I'm following from a distance. Mm-hmm. I still... You still know what's going on with yeah. their lives. Yeah. Cool. Okay, mine... It's, again, I'm, like, not embarrassed. It's just kind of unexpected, That's perhaps. a good word. And I... It, again, it's like, I don't really have qualifications of, like, why this would be number one. I think probably just because it feels the most random to me. Mm-hmm. There's this cartoon on Disney XD called Gravity Falls. And I started watching it because Jason thing- Ritter mm-hmm. is the voice on it. I was going to say, the only time I've really heard about this cartoon is you mentioning um, that Jason Ritter was in it. Because a lot of people were wearing the hats at Comic-Con. Yes. It's one of those things where when you um, learn about something, like Mm -hmm. this, it's so Jason Ritter's cartoon character in this show, who's like a 13-year-old boy, Mm -hmm. he um, wears this hat that's 
all blue except the front is white with a little blue pine tree. And they're kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. I see them, especially at Comic-Con and at, like, Disney parks. Mm-hmm. Because it's technically a Disney show. Yeah. But even just walking around, like, even... I feel like I saw one once, like, at a gas station. Like, someone wearing it at a gas station on a road trip. Yeah, like, I've never heard about this show or people talking about it. But since you pointed it out to me, I see them a- quite frequently. It's crazy. Yeah. So... The show is, um, I basically, I started watching it because I was obsessed with Jason Ritter. And also, like, I am not above watching a cartoon, you know? And I actually had heard good things about the show. Also, so it's basically, he's playing, like, a 13-year-old boy who has a twin sister who's voiced by Kristen Schaal, who I also love, who's on, she's on Bob's Burgers, and she's in 30 Rock and Flight of the Concords, and she was in Last Man on Earth, which I haven't ever watched, mm-hmm. but I really like her. And um, basically, they're these twin preteens who go and stay with their uncle in, I think it's Washington or something. And he runs, their uncle runs like one of those hokey gift shops in this, like a tourist trap in mm-hmm. this like small town. But there's also all these like weird supernatural things that go on in the town. And you know who else is in it is Linda Cardellini from Freaks and Geeks. Oh. She's a regular on the show too. We so like there's her. all these like fun voices. Mm-hmm. But I started watching it and I ended up really liking it. Is it still on or is it done? It's done. It was okay. only, I think maybe three seasons. Okay. Yeah, I ended up really liking it, but it was one of those weird things where it's not like I'm going to, like, talk about it all the time. Yeah. Because it's a a kid's show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it was really cute and, like, clever and fun. And Jason Ritter, I really, like, I already love him as a person. He's, like, an angel walking on the earth, Mm -hmm. but also really funny and weird. But he also is a really great voice actor. Oh, yeah. He has, like, even if you just... Um, he was recently on Dax Shepard's podcast and he just has such an appealing sounding voice. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really, he does a good job in the show and he, I think he should do more voice acting actually. Yeah, he should. He's really good at it. So yeah, yeah that's one of my non guilty pleasure shows that well, I don't talk about all the time. Yeah. I'm proud of us because we both kind of dug deep and. I feel very vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we didn't give the textbook answers that we could have mm-hmm. for example pretty little liars yeah riverdale well i was thinking about how much i talk about vampire diaries but we yeah. bring those up as legitimate options in our usual top threes mm-hmm. like i'm not embarrassed no one when you said tlc mm-hmm. it reminded me how into john and kate plus eight me and my family mm-hmm. used to be mm-hmm. we watched that a lot yeah so that one I... might be guilty pleasure i yeah. think maybe a show like toddlers and tiaras would be a kind of a guilty pleasure yeah because it's, like, freaky. Mm-hmm. And so that in a different way. But that is almost more socially acceptable, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. like, in conversation than the shows we said, maybe. Yeah. Very odd. It is odd. Even though it's kind of a messed up show. Mm-hmm. I just, I'll never get the image of, I don't watch that show very often, but the time I did, they were, like, shaving a seven-year-old girl's legs. And Ugh. I was like, no, I don't, I don't feel no. right about that. Let her have her little baby hairs. Yeah. It was messed up. Let's just stop everyone shaving legs. If we could all just agree on it, yeah, that would I know. be great. Like, people like you that shame me and my hairy winter legs. Exactly. So take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, we don't feel embarrassed about anything anymore. <laughs> we got very vulnerable on this. I'm proud of us. Okay, so TV news. I didn't have a whole lot other than 
The fires in California this week have been so devastating, and um, a lot of the Westworld uh, set? set burnt down. It's like the western town that Paramount uses. It's really scary. I feel like this is, I mean, I don't want to get, like, numb about natural disasters like that, like mm-hmm. fires, but it always feels so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. But this is affecting people I know and, like, shows that mm-hmm. I watch and stuff, too. Yeah. But it's, like, I'm, I feel like it's never hit so close to home, the wildfires like this. Really I mean, scary. we live in Utah, so it. I feel like it's affected me because I grew up in Utah. So, like, mm-hmm, wildfires is something I'm kind of used to every summer, especially where I'm from. Have you ever had someone that you know, like, their house burned down here? Um, no houses actually were burnt down, but on the 4th of July one summer, there was a lot of um, my friends were evacuated. That's so scary. Yeah, it was terrifying. Well, even this summer, like, the Payson Lakes area and mm-hmm. stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think yeah. maybe everywhere, I guess, is just getting closer and closer to places people actually frequent, you know? Yeah. But Miley Cyrus's house burnt down. I just barely read that yeah. today. She even, like, broke her um, social media silence for to ask, for, not for donations for herself, but... Like, to the fire department yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I was glad that she specifically mentioned that all of her animals were safe. Me too. My animals have been really sad. Well, back to guilty. We need a better term for guilty pleasures. I know, because that's not how I feel about it. Easy to just say mm -hmm. that because people know what you mean. Yeah, Um, but people thought that the the bachelor bachelor mansion was going to burn down, but it didn't. But the house right next to it did. Oh my gosh! I also didn't know that the bat. While I was reading the article about it, the bachelor mansion. An actual family owns and lives in it all year long, but then they just move out during, like, the two weeks of um, Bachelor filming. Dang. Isn't that interesting? So money. It actually reminds me of in England, you know, like, the National Trust. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could go tour all these mansions, like, historical uh, mansions and palaces where mm-hmm. royal families lived. But, like, their uh, descendants, like, still live there. But there's tours every day, mm-hmm. so it's like they don't. So it's like a good deal for them. Yeah, that is they don't nice. Have to like pay for this fancy house. If anyone wants to pay me twenty dollars, I will <laughs> gladly give you a tour of my apartment. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it's like Bachelor Nation, man, or Bachelor Mansion is like America's equivalent to those old um, English mansions. Exactly. And People would rather have a tour of the Bachelor Mansion than the White House these days. I 100% <laughs> would. It'd be amazing. I would so much rather run into Chris Harrison than, you know, Trumpy. So anyway, that was all the news I had. Um, <laughs> which... I have one thing that I forgot I bookmarked, but I was happy about it. Max Greenfield, aka Ooh, Schmidt, yeah, is from confirmed New Girl. to come back to Veronica Mars. Oh, because he was a character on Veronica Mars originally, mm-hmm. and he's back. Was he in the movie? Yeah. Okay. He was, I think, kind of briefly, but that makes me happy. Yeah, it'll be great. Other news that's a little too complicated for us to get into without maybe just straight up lying because we don't fully understand everything. We've tried. We really have. Um, Disney Plus, Disney's new streaming service, was finally kind of unveiled. Like, they Mm -hmm. shed more light on it. Um, The main thing I'm excited about personally is that they're doing some 
prequels of Star Wars Rogue One. And mm-hmm. so Diego Luna is coming back, who's one of my oldest crushes that I have sent for since I was a young, innocent girl of 15, perhaps, <laughs> when he was in Dirty Dancing. 15. <laughs> uh, Diego Luna tells you he loves you. <laughs> I wish. But he's going to... Re- uh, He's going to come back as Cassian Andor, his character from Rogue One. I love who's that. One of my, it's, even though he was only in one movie, he like might be my, he's at least tied with Han Solo. His, yeah. Like, ultimate Star Wars crush. But I just love Diego Luna so much yeah. that just by existing, he really gains a lot of points. <laughs> well, from what I read from the Disney streaming service is that right now they're only planning on having Marvel in Star Wars stuff? This article that I'm looking at right now, it says it will include content from Pixar, Marvel, oh, yeah. Star Wars, and National Geographic, which oh, I didn't know was Pixar part of the Pixar was the Disney other one that I was movie. forgetting, but National Geographic. Interesting. Well, um, I want, does that include, like, their Disney... With nature like, dogs? Yeah. I would assume so. I love those. They always come out on my birthday. <laughs> that would be good. I I never go out and see those, but I would watch them. Oh, like, if they I were streaming... Them. I hear really good things about them. Yeah. I just never go see them. They always get the best narrators, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're better in a movie theater because it's so beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the next one will be, but I'll make you go with me. Okay. I'm in. I don't know if this was something everyone knew about, but they're giving Tom Hiddleston his own Loki TV show. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of BS because didn't they just quote-unquote kill him in the last Avengers movie? And that's like... That was in, like, the first five minutes, <laughs> so, of, like, a three-and-a-half-hour-long movie. <laughs> so, I well, don't care. But they bring back everyone who dies. Like, one of the, that um, agent guy that they were all super mean to in the first Avengers, they killed him. Jordan's looking at me for, like, confirmation, <laughs> but I am literally I'm getting the, blankest the stare last back. person to know anything about Marvel. It was almost like a glare. <laughs> I Stop know. talking to me. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I think people, I think I confuse people because even though I like, oh, I hate Marvel, I feel like I know. You know like, more than anyone else I know. I feel like I'm not going to be able to complain about these movies if I don't see them. You yeah. know what I mean? Because is there anything more? I mean, well, I'm already like very annoying The same about, about people it. complaining about the state of our world that don't vote. Yes. Yeah. Like you have to have a so say. I get it. Yeah, I hate, I hate when people are like, oh, that movie is so stupid. It's like, well, did you even see it? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be that person. I'm just going to be the person who won't shut up about it after paying 10 bucks to see this <laughs> And spending movie. hours researching. Ugh. But in the first Avengers, they kill off that one agent guy. And it's like this whole drama, like, it's the whole point of the movie kind of that rallies them all together is his death. And then now he's the main character of the Avengers TV show. So they just like brought him back, NBD. Yeah. And now apparently they're going to do that with Loki too. And I just think that's kind of, that's one of my complaints. Deaths don't actually have any real meaning in those movies if no one's in real danger. Well, I thought Tom Hiddleston would kind of be excited about having an out. He kind of seems like the least emotionally connected from all the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Like on a scale of like, I would say the scale is... Tom Hiddleston at the low end of the spectrum, and then Robert Downey Jr. who like thinks he actually is Tony Stark mm-hmm. in real life, and so I would think that Tom would be like, "Please kill me off, please. <laughs> I want to do something else." I and volunteer now he's gonna have his tribute. <laughs> yeah. but I guess pay him enough money 
you know? Yeah. He's going to be making that bank Disney Marvel money. Yeah. Plus, if you have, like, a show, they all, all the celebrities always say that that's, like, the dreamiest schedule because, like, movies, you have to work crazy hours, mm-hmm. like, such long work weeks for, like, a month, mm-hmm. whereas this is kind of, like, nine to five yeah. if you get, like, a series. Yeah. So, well, we talked about that for a really long time, <laughs> and that was basically the information I had on it. <laughs> So good work. But I'm excited because I feel like they were kind of hinting about this streaming service for so long. Mm-hmm. And now it's finally actually coming to fru- into fruition. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll probably sign up for it. Especially because there's some sort of partnership that I don't fully understand yet. That's with Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I love my Hulu account. So I'll add that right on, you know. Yeah. But that's all I had for news this week. Okay. Now I can get into the meat and potatoes. Is that a <laughs> thing people say? I think it is. Okay. Um, that being Homecoming from, um, it's on Amazon. It's mm-hmm. an Amazon original. It was 10 episodes long. And only half hour. Yeah. It's like even less than blessing. that. And Julia Roberts is the star. Her very first TV show ever. Which is amazing. It's crazy. She was so good. I loved her in it. Um, will you give your brief recap without giving anything away? Yes. So, Julia Roberts, she is a counselor at the Homecoming Center. Homecoming is the name of this center. Mm -hmm. And it is for recently returned soldiers, Mm -hmm. kind of to help them assimilate, reassimilate into civilian life. Correct. Yeah. So, without even actually trying, it's kind of a perfect tie-in with Veterans Day this week. Whoa, look at that. Yeah. It really is. It's basically all about veterans, kind of. Um, okay, so Julia was amazing. She, especially at the beginning, like, the first episode, I was like, how does she look as young as she did in, like, Runaway Bride? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, she was awesome. I feel like I didn't realize I'd missed her so much, Mm because she's not some, I, I've always liked her, but I don't think of her as, like, one of my all-time favorite actresses, Mm -hmm. but I was, she was, like, such a pleasant, like, reunion. Totally. I don't know. It was fun to see Mm -hmm. her. Yeah, I agree. I also really liked the music. Mm-hmm. The music did a really, really good job of, like, making you feel a certain way. Totally good at building tension. Mm-hmm. Also, the music, the whole thing felt like a Hitchcock movie. And yeah. um, I the music really played into that for me. The plot was very Hitchcock. I thought at times it looked very Hitchcock, almost mm-hmm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. But also, I think the, the music... Totally made it feel like an old Hitchcock kind of mystery. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, is it? Am I being? Is my head being messed with right now? Mm-hmm. Is it not? Mm-hmm. So I really What's real? That. What's not? Mm-hmm. In yeah. a way, it kind of was like kind of maniac esque, yeah. but just like completely grounded in our world. Like it wasn't. It didn't feel like another world or another time at all. It just felt like very realistic. Yeah. The one thing that I did think was interesting was that it did take place in 2018, mm-hmm. but a lot of the interior design looked very modern, but, like, the clothes that they were wearing and everything else, everything was pretty, like, dull. Yeah, very And muted. didn't really show what year it was. But you know it's 2018 or 2022, because they also flash forward, but I thought that was interesting. The phone that she used, was it an iPhone? She talks on the phone a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be a smartphone because it was like a 
kind of re- just like a flat rectangle. Okay, I couldn't remember. It wasn't if it like was a, a flip, flip phone, phone or okay. anything. Julia Roberts was on Busy Tonight, and in their interview, Busy was complimenting Julia for her phone talking acting skills. And so I was, I was paying attention to that, and it was really, really good. I literally couldn't tell if. Um, yeah, like if they were filming them actually talking to each mm-hmm. other. It was so good. Plus, it was interesting because it didn't, it wasn't, it sounded like you were listening in on their phone conversation because it was yeah. kind of not staticky, but like it sounded like how it sounds when you're listening to someone talking to mm-hmm. you on the phone. She said that um, the director would, if they had a phone talking scene, the director would make the other actor on the other side of the phone be there while they were filming. I love that. I always wonder about that. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So she said that helped and was made it a lot easier. Let's talk about some of the other people in the cast. Okay. Bobby Cannaval. Mm-hmm. I, to be fair, I'm not sure if it's Cannaval or Cannavali. I think I might have heard it both ways. Mm-hmm. I like Cannaval. That's what I'll say here. Sure. He was really good in this. Yeah, he was really good in it. I really liked him. Yeah, he was great. Um, what else is he in? He is in Master of None, and he is, he's in Jumanji. Mm-hmm. He's in the bad guy and he's in Jumanji. And in Oh my gosh, I forgot he was. Because mm-hmm. he's not in it very much, but when he is, he's mm-hmm. like, cra- he's got like that crazy hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's really funny. I also remember when I was a kid, he was on Willow and Grace. <laughs> he's married to Rose Byrne, which is like a really intriguing couple to me. Yeah, that is interesting. He's like this big, like, kind of Gaston big guy. Mm-hmm. And then Rose Byrne is like a beautiful nymph. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very intriguing to me. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> okay, I was expecting him to have a bigger role. I was too. I feel like they were probably, they knew the press would be so excited about like a reunion from my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And so they totally played it up. Yeah. I, his character made me laugh out loud sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's such a loser. Mm-hmm. It was so funny because I've never seen him play a character like that. No. He's always like kind of the Suave. soft-spoken, cool, handsome yeah. guy. And like kind of like at most like maybe a little rugged, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. He was just this like clingy loser. <laughs> it was it really, really funny. Cute. One of my notes. Yeah, he was really cute. But even like, even though I'm... um. My type is sensitive guy like that. I was even like, okay, yeah, we're all like, get it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was just, it was really funny seeing him like that. One note I took about him was that he looked like a hotter Mark Marin. Oh, I totally see that. He looked, he looked so much like him, especially when he had glasses on. Yeah, that that's a good comparison. Also, his name is Stephen James, right? The soldier. I. I, is it Stephen or is it Stefan? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Well, Stephen or Stefan James plays... It's S-T-E-P-H-A-N. Oh, the A? Yeah. It's probably Stefan then. So I think it's Stefan. Okay. Um, The soldier that Julia... Stefan. Stefan. It's <laughs> probably that. <laughs> um, Stefan James or Stefan or mm-hmm. Stephen James, he plays the soldier that... Julia Roberts's character is she's his caseworker right after he comes home. Mm-hmm. And I was looking him up because he looked so familiar to me. And the thing I recognized him from is that he's the troubled teen in the ABC Family Christmas movie, 12 Dates of Christmas. Okay, I was so excited to bring that up. And I'm kind of sad that you, I of course, I mean, of course you had looked him up. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, I hope Jordan doesn't see this so I can bring it up on the podcast <laughs> because I know she loves that movie. I love that movie. 
And he he's, like, pretty good in that old movie, too. Yeah. But it also made me feel really old because he is, like, kind of a baby in that movie, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was in college when it came mm-hmm. out. <laughs> but he was great in this show. I was trying to find pictures of him on that show and I couldn't really find any because I was trying to spark my memory Mm because I know I've seen it but I couldn't really remember it's one I well I think they took it off Netflix this year this year which is crazy because it was one of those ones I thought would always be there for Mm -hmm. me yeah and it's not but for those of you who have not seen that movie (laughs) he's also in um he plays John Lewis and Selma and Jesse Owens in Race and then he's also the main character in that new... If Beale Street could talk. Yeah, yeah. The new Barry Jenkins movie. Um, That's getting great reviews. Yeah. So he's going to blow up. The Hollywood Reporter, like, put him in a list of, like, the next generation. And he said his role, Hollywood role model is Ava DuVernay. Oh, Isn't that the sweetheart. sweetest thing ever? Yep. Love him officially. Another important person in this show is Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved her in this. I wish she was in it more. Me too. But when she was in it, she was amazing. She plays Julia's mom. They were great together, too. Yeah, they did really well. I would like to see them in a, like, a buddy comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, another person that popped up in this was Alex Karpovsky, who uh, plays Ray on Girls. Mm-hmm. And he's in Inside Lewin Davis. Okay, I was... Tr- yeah. Because he, he and Adam Driver are both in Inside Lewin Davis. Mm-hmm. And I actually really like him. I loved that he was in this. Also, um, Walter from Get Out was in this for a second. Their gardener who oh. does the running. What was it? Where was He's he? He's one of the soldiers. Okay, I think I, now that you say that, I think I can picture it. it, it he looks surprisingly different without that hat on. Yeah. That he wears in Get Out. Another interesting thing that we should talk about, even though... I'm probably not the best person to talk about it because I didn't listen to this podcast, but Homecoming is adapted from a podcast. Yes. Which, and I had never heard of the podcast. I hadn't I haven't either. listened to it. I wanted to listen to it actually before um, talking about it, but I didn't get to it. Well, I don't even know how long of a podcast it is. I don't is either. Anything. I'm curious do if some it's research. the same amount of time that the show is. That would be cool. And I, I do want to listen to it just to compare because I feel like they would have had to make some... Changes. Uh, changes from yeah, yeah from during a, the adapt adaptation yeah but I think that was the first podcast that had like a fictional story oh cool yeah which I thought was really cool it'll be interesting I've got to listen to the podcast so then I can go into Dirty John yeah because even though that one's a true story it'll be interesting seeing a TV show adaptation mm-hmm. of a podcast mm-hmm. so that'll be very interesting yeah it will be. It also, I mean, maybe I'll be glad that I didn't listen to the podcast before watching the show because I'm a little worried. Uh, this is a little off topic. It's about Dirty John. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little worried that I'll just feel like I'm just watching someone like like a dramatization of the podcast. Yeah. But not that I ha- should be worried about that from the trailers because I think the trailers look strong. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder if I'll just be too distracted because I know the story. Because I actually wanted to re-listen to the podcast before the show came out, but now I think I will just like leave yeah, it be. Yeah, I think it would be too soon. Yeah, but I just think that idea of ad- adapting a podcast for a TV show is so interesting. Very interesting. It's like completely different format. Yeah. It's pretty cool because I didn't, it didn't feel like a weird adaptation, this mm-hmm. show. It just felt original and great. One of Did- my other favorite things um, and the last note I had on my phone from the show was 
the first scene was a really long shot. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And you can see... This is see... like the year of long shots. Yeah, apparently. Bring it on, you know? Yeah. So cool. Um, so when you're watching it, pay attention to that. It's really cool. And it, like, shows the way that the set had to be built in order to mm. film it. And it's really cool. And apparently I can only say things like, it's really cool. Because <laughs> I'm super eloquent. <laughs> hard did you ever read the book catch 22 in high school no well it kind of reminded me of so in catch 22 and i don't remember all the details because it's been a while since i've read it Mm -hmm. but it's basically like this kind of war satire and but you're seeing it from the perspective of the soldiers about how it's like this very like bureaucratic kind of pointless war that like doesn't need to be this long and like just kind of about the system Mm -hmm. and this show kind of reminded me of that but not from the soldier's perspective from like like the administrators kind of that bureaucracy side of things Mm -hmm. that was just a thought that i had (laughs) it would be more interesting if you had read that book (laughs) but i'm sure someone listening has i sure hope so (laughs) but yeah highly recommend the show it was really good i think I will say I think this is my favorite show that we have watched and reported on. More than Maniac? Oh. Maniac for me is like the top. And so I keep comparing everything to it. But this was really up there for me too. Yeah, I don't know. I would say they're almost equal. I really liked the way it was filmed. A lot of it, when it's in the current time and not a flashback, it's like a square. It's Mm -hmm. like a shot in a square. I loved that. And... So I really like that because it's really easy to decipher between current and um, back then. <laughs> it's like throwback. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to have that clue and, and like not have, just have to rely on Julia's bangs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Also, one thing about this show, too, it was only TV 14, the yeah. rating, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, there was still like a decent amount of F words. If you're like sensitive about that, we're, we're not. <laughs> I'm kind of desensitized to but that. That's but that's it. There wasn't yeah. anything else. I This is probably like one of the first ones where I would like really encouraged my dad to watch it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I was talking to my dad earlier today and he was like, oh, have you heard of the show Homecoming? And I was like, yes, I have. have. I, I just finished it. it. <laughs> but yeah, like I think my parents would love it. Yeah, totally. It's a really good show. And it's not as much of a time commitment with these shorter episodes. It was Maybe that's the reason mm-hmm. why I'm like, I loved it so much because they were all under 30 minutes. Well, I really feel like that... I feel like you have to have a really well-crafted show to mm-hmm. be able to do a quick episode. Totally. And to not... Like, it just feels like less rambly. Mm-hmm. I think that... I don't want to keep comparing it to Maniac, but Maniac... Some of the episodes were almost an hour but Mm -hmm. most were between like 30 and 40 minutes yeah but then you have sabrina but these episodes are literally one hour long and it just felt like it was dragging well i just think your storytelling skills are better if you can have a shorter episode exactly being concise is a strength yes i agree so yeah well i think we wholeheartedly recommend homecoming yeah we loved it now it's time for boyfriend of the week oh yeah okay Who's yours? Mine? You know what? I've always had a weird crush on Ray from Girls. Yeah, me too. So I picked him. Good choice. I really, especially liked him in this show. It was nice seeing him um, being like positive and productive and Mm -hmm. successful Mm -hmm. in his job. Because on Girls, he's like just kind of grumpy. Yeah. And he feels like stuck in his 
uh, like, barista job. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe go do something about it then, dude. Yeah. Like, he's smart. Yeah. So I like that, um, I like seeing, like, optimistic him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> so. did too. And he just, he looked really good. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. So I liked him. Yeah, he was my boyfriend this week. Well, I was trying to choose between two, but because you chose him, I'll choose the other one, <laughs> um, which is Stefan. I thought good, he good, good choice. looked really good. And Especially I loved... in the last episode. So. You're, you're fine. I already thought he looked really good. And then that mm-hmm. last episode, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. And <laughs> That's what Taylor says when she likes <laughs> thinks a boy is hot. I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she turns into like a North Dakota. <laughs> And then I want Fargo. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mama like. <laughs> but also his character was just really sweet and, and kind fun. of like a dreamboat. Yeah. He was really thoughtful and sweet and respectful, mm-hmm. but also like funny and had a, like wanted to have a good time and mm-hmm. have fun. Yeah. And he loves Perfect. a road trip and I love road trips. I actually thought about that. Yeah. I was like. Hmm. hmm. MFEO. Taylor <laughs> this pretend character. Ooh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right. Short and sweet boyfriends. But Short and sweet boyfriends, but... That's who they are. Not in sh- Yeah. It is what it is. All right. TTYL. Well, I was thinking TTFN, like Tigger says. <laughs> that top, too. Top for now.